Hallelujah. Well, if you are physically able, would you stand and uh, in honor of uh, who I am about to have the privilege of bringing to this pulpit. So there, there are many new faces here uh, this morning, and we are so thankful that you are here. So uh, I'm going to take just a moment uh, and introduce Sister Alice Wright, who is uh, her and her husband were the founding pastors of Antioch uh, many, uh, several years ago. I know she looks very, very young, and you couldn't imagine that uh, she rolled into a nap. Doesn't she look lovely? You couldn't, amen. And you, you absolutely couldn't imagine that uh, she could have come here in the early uh, 1970s. But for a fact, that is true. Amen. So, uh, would you let her know how much you love and appreciate her as she comes to minister the word of the Lord? Sister Alice Wright. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your kind words and your expression of love. You may be seated. I came in this morning and um, as Brother Mott has already expressed to you, if you are a visitor or you're new here, uh, I'm sure you're not aware of who I am. And he mentioned to you that I was Bishop Wright's wife, so now you know who I am, okay? So I came in this morning, and on a United Weekend, and let me just kind of explain the United Weekend since that's my department. I love Antioch Central, but I love Antioch West, and I love Antioch North. Because all, I don't know how we came out with three. We messed up because three come into one. But that's pretty cool. You ever thought about that? It's not the Holy Trinity. These three are one. Antioch, the Apostolic Church Incorporated. But I love all three. So we are separated today due to the fact that we are growing and expect to grow more. I am believing that the next time I come back to this location on a Sunday morning that you have had to move to the back because you are growing that much. You can fill this auditorium. So we are in, let the faith rise, let the faith rise. So we are located in three, we are in three different locations today. One is in Baltimore City. We own a beautiful building there. It's an older building, but it's a beautiful building. We have this location, and then we are now, we now have a new, lo- new location in Crofton. We have purchased property in that area right off in 97, right near 97, and what is the other road number? What, 32? 
32. Okay. Uh, we've purchased property there that we're going to be building in the future. But now we have three locations. And I love being with all three locations. I, 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 but I love it when we're together. Okay. So united, the, the word united, the service tonight, we will all be here together. Okay. Now, this is very simplistic, but I'm going to say this. I really want you to meet all my family. These are just a few of my kids. Now, when I go away and we travel and people ask, how many children do you have? How many grandchildren do you have? I love to pull out the pictures. That is only normal. Okay, everybody likes to do that. Because I want them to know the extension of the Wright family. That's very important to me. Well, I want you to know the extension of the Antioch family. Because this is only a small portion of it. I saw a few of you, saw a few of you have a strange expression on your face when Brother Mott said we've had 190 something get the Holy Ghost since June. You're like, okay, where are they? Well, they're everywhere. That was, that was some here, that was some Antioch West, and that was some in Antioch North. So, we invite you to be here tonight. We have an, it's an exciting feeling, isn't it, Antioch, when everybody comes back together? Now that we've changed another church service, we only see each other once a month. Now that's not enough. But right now, that's the way it is. Maybe it'll change, I don't know, but that's the way it is. So tonight is an exciting night that we come together and see all of our brothers and sisters that we haven't seen for a month. Okay, so that's what United is all about. Now, I said all that because that was important and I wanted to encourage you to be here. But I came in this morning and on United night, for those of you that have been here before... Normally, sometimes it changes. Nobody has a, nobody has their name on a seat up here. Hello? Okay, you got the picture? So I walked in today, and normally I would sit where Brother Evans is sitting. Matt Evans. That's normally where I sit. Next would be Bishop Wright, where Brother Mott's sitting. He's trying to get the anointing from that seat right now. So that would be where the bishop would sit. And then the next seat, and that's not always the case, but I, I'm going to tell you a cute little story. Okay. The next seat would be Pastor David Wright, which is your pastor, and we give honor in his absence today. And we give honor to Sister Angie Wright, his wife. I said, Angie. Did you get it? I said it. All right. Then the next seat on United Weekend, for some reason, it just always falls that it happens to be Pastor Joel Wright sits there because he does the worship and he's up and down. So that's kind of be, would be the scene you would see. Now, I realize some of you will not get this because you're not familiar with um, the pastoral team here. Okay, but most of you will. So I walked in today and I had a hard time deciding where I wanted to sit. I did not want to sit where Brother Matt Evans is sitting because that's Mother Wright. I'm not particularly Mother Wright today. I will leave that there and continue on. That's just one of my titles. The next seat is the bishop. I would dare not sit there. 
because I would be preaching all day. (laughs) See, I knew you would enjoy this story. And you know, you don't have to text him. (laughs) Actually, I would appreciate it if you wouldn't. (laughs) And the next seat was Pastor David Wright. And I, I stood there for a few minutes and I thought, Mm, do I want to sit here? My God, he can preach. I, I don't know if I want to sit here. And then the next seat would be Pastor Joel Wright. And by the way, to you that are new, both of those are my sons, obviously. You know, just because somebody has your last name don't mean you're related to them. Hello? So the next seat would have been Pastor Joel Wright. And I thought about taking that one. Because he's the shortest preacher of the three. Am I correct or not? He gets up here and he says it and he's done in a few minutes and it's over with. So I just had a little fun thinking about that. Was that all right? I just, I didn't know what to do. So I sat down in Pastor Wright's, Pastor David Wright's seat. So I'm in between. I'm not going to preach short. And I'm not going to preach long. I will let you guess how long I'm going to preach. It is a privilege and an honor to be here today. Thank you, Pastor David Wright, for inviting me. It has been a while since I've been here on Sunday morning. I can't remember if a bishop's been here. Sometimes we're together, sometimes we're not. Um, I don't mean marriage-wise. That didn't come out right, did it? I mean traveling from the to the different groups but it's been a while since i've been here on sunday morning and i see some very dear precious saints of god that i haven't seen for a while and you and i are friends you know why we've been here a long time thank you brother mott for not for not revealing my age but even though i'm young i've been here a long time and it's great to see you we serve a god today that is great Loving, kind, and gentle. I wouldn't trade my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ for anything in this world. Can I get an amen? I said I would not trade my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ for anything in this world. I don't apologize But I do say to the group that I was with Friday night, please forgive me. But as hard as I prayed and tried, I am still on a little bit of what we discussed Friday night. And you will even smile in a few minutes when we do something here today. But Bishop Wright and I are traveling quite a bit more now since um, he is not the main pastor of any of the groups And I see so many people that have bailed off the ship. They have decided that they just don't like what God's doing in their life. They have decided that they know more than God does. They have decided that they can change the word of God and do what they want to do. And it is very disappointing Because the God that I have a relationship with, I have never seen anything 
that I would like to replace him with. There are no options. My relationship with Jesus Christ is closed. Don't offer me anything else because you would never convince me that it would be worth trading my relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to give him up. He means more to me today than he ever has before. There's a song that says, I wouldn't trade you for silver or gold. I wouldn't trade you for riches untold. You are, you are, you are my everything. Does anybody in this place today feel the same way that I do? There are some precious saints of God that you have been around Antioch for a long time. But can I still hear you say, you are You are my everything. Let's worship him one more time in this auditorium. Come on. Let the praises of his people be heard in here today. Let the praises of his people be heard. I've made this statement many times through the years, but I'm going to make it again today. I'd love to have walked in here today and given you a new revelation like the bishop does. But I think that's his gift. So I'm not going to preach something today that you haven't heard. But I am going to preach to you what I felt like that God spoke to me to preach. And I wasn't sure in the beginning of the service... Thank God for confirmations. And if you're a preacher, you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you can breathe in. Sometimes you don't breathe too good before that comes along. Sometimes you want to say to the person in charge, Brother Maude, I'm really sorry, but I got a really bad headache. I think I'm about to throw up. So I'm going to have to go home. You got it. You do. That's just not, that's not, uh, that's not bad. You just think those things sometimes. And I was assured that I had heard from God, but we're human beings. And it's okay for you to get that confirmation that says, yes, you did hear from me. And yes, you do have a word for the word from me for somebody in this place today. Now, I already know there's two people. There may be more, but I do know there's two people that have come in this service since the beginning. And God has a, God has a message for you today, not a sermon, not a sermon. I actually probably, if, if, I had to, and I don't think I do, but if I had to, I probably could deliver this to you in five minutes. We can have an altar call and be done, but I don't, I don't, I'm not going to do that, but because only because I have a message, a message is a, is a, it's only a word from God that I am the vessel that has been chosen to deliver it. You could deliver it just like I could. But God chose me to do that. And I want to deliver what I heard from God. So I don't have a new revelation. I don't want to, I don't have one of those um, 
fabulous sermons that Pastor Wright preaches. And I sure don't have one like Joel Wright preaches because I cannot do the things he does. And if you've never heard him preach, he's quite the character. I was at Antioch West not too long ago. I had to go back and fill in for the music just for a service. And he gets up and he says, I am preaching today on the devil can't swim. I'm like, wow. Okay. What does that mean? I've never heard that in all of my life. He comes up with some really wild things. You had him for a pastor for a long time. You know the Superman days. Hello. I can't do all that, but I can deliver what God has spoken, spoken to me for today. And one thing that the Lord has asked me to do is a little awkward for me, but I, I don't, I always want to obey his, I always want to obey his voice. Even if it's awkward. So this is how I'd like to begin my message. Leave them there. Leave them there. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. I know some of you know this. If you trust and never doubt he will surely bring you out take your burdens to the lord and leave them there. I want to hear some older saints of the Most High God say, leave them there. Leave them there. Take your burdens to time leave them there somebody's got to leave them today leave them there take your burdens to the lord and leave oh hallelujah if you trust and never doubt he will surely bring you out take your burdens to the lord and leave them there
have entered into the presence of God today. If you are a visitor and you have never been in an apostolic church, which is what's on the sign on the highway, and you do not understand what you're feeling in this place today, I'm telling you, you're not feeling man. You are feeling the presence of God that's in this auditorium. God is in here today. He is in here because he resides here. But he is here today because there are people that have come into this place that they need to leave their burdens here before they walk out of this place. Because if they don't, they will not make it. But the word of God teaches us we can leave them there. We can leave them there. The word of God says you can bring your burdens to me and leave them there. That, that's very simple. But that means you don't pick them up and take them with you when you leave. But you bring them to the altar or at your seat. You don't have to come down here. But you leave them at your seat when you leave here. Because he's inviting you today. He's given you an opportunity in this place to leave them there. What an opportunity. What an offer. Surely... There's no one in this place today, no matter how big your problems are, oh, no matter how small your problems are, he's given you an invitation to leave them here. You can't do anything about them. You've tried. How many problems do you have today that are a mess? Don't raise your hand. Oh, my God. I didn't want you to raise your hand. Because we might, we might all have to do that. But how many of you have problems here today that they have become a mess because you are in control of them and you're taking care of them and you're not leaving them there? But you come and you pray to God and you, you talk to God and, 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 and you're just a little nervous. This is flesh. In case you didn't know, this is flesh. And so you're a little nervous that you can really leave him with God. And he's going to take care of him. So you're going to help him. Hello? Do you really think God needs help? Have you ever thought about that? How, how ridiculous is that? But have, really, have you ever thought about it? We've been, I said we. I included myself. We've been guilty of maybe wanting to help him a little bit. A little bit, trying to be nice here. Sometimes a whole lot, but let's say the little bit today. But we've been, tr- we've been guilty of trying to help him a little bit. Help God. He is the creator that created you. He put you in your mother's womb. He knows all about you. He knows every footstep. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. He knows every footstep you've ever taken. He knows every cry you've ever cried out. We can't help God, but he can help us. So for just a few minutes... I'm going to preach to you on this subject. Those are his footprints. I'm going to say that one more time. 
If you're listening close, you've already got the the whole gist of it, but I'm going to say it one more time. Those are his footprints. Say what I told you, I could finish in five minutes, but I'm not going to. I'm in between, remember? I can either go short or long. I'll make that decision. Those are his footprints. Deuteronomy chapter 3 Excuse me, Deuteronomy chapter 31, why I did that. And verse 6 says, be strong and of a good courage. Fear not. Somebody hear me today. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee. Somebody hear me today. I know you've heard this preached, but you're not listening because you've got fear in your heart today. You've got concern over your situation. But I say to you today, he will not fail thee, nor will he forsake thee. I say it to you today in this place. If you feel like that God has forsaken you, I've got a word from God for you. He has not forsaken you. You have forsaken him. Because he promised in his word, he would never, never leave you nor forsake you. God Never goes back on his word. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The word of God never changes. I should have got a whole lot more amens on that. The word of God never changes. Man changes the word of God. Man produces another another interpretation of it. But the word of God is still the same today. It's the same yesterday. And it's going to be the same forever. And I ought to hear some, some out praise from you in this place today. Because you believe the same thing that I do. His word never changes. The problem is, we're the one that change. We change. We change. God does not change. And so when you're going through difficult times, and you're going through things you don't understand, the Word of God says, He's going to be right there with you. Do you understand that God's going through that trial and test with you? Do you understand that God is walking down that road of disappointment with you? Do you know that when you're sick, that God is sick? That's too simple, sister, right? No, it's not. Because he said, I will not leave you nor forsake you. I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. You ever been to a or someone had a, 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 your friend or a, an acquaintance lost someone in death. And maybe it was their companion. And you walked up to them and your marriage is going well and you and your husband came in smiling together and life's pretty good for you. 
And you sit down beside them and you put your arm on their shoulder or around them or whatever you want to do. And the first words out of your mouth is, I know how you feel. You don't know how they feel. If you've never walked down that road and lost a companion, or you're sitting by a mother that's just lost their child and you've never lost a child to death, don't sit there and put your arm around them or put pat them and say, darling, honey, I know how you feel. You don't have a clue how they feel. You might try to... You're sincere. Don't take me wrong. You're sincere and you want to say the right thing. But that's always the... That's, that's not the right words to say. Get, get a new speech for the next one. That's not the right words. I've looked across the table at people in counseling and they tell me things they're going through and I look across the table and say to them, you know what? I, I don't have a clue how you, how you feel. I'm not going to sit there and lie to them. I don't know how they feel inside after losing their husband that they've been married to for 30 years and he walks off the, walks off and goes to another woman. I don't know what that feels like. I've been blessed to be married to the same man for 48 years. I don't know what that feels like. I don't know what it feels like to walk down an aisle and look in a casket at my baby. I don't know what that feels like. And I've said to them in counseling, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what you're feeling inside. I don't know what your thoughts and all that. But one thing I can tell you today, and that's what I've come to do in this place today. I have a God. Somebody hear me. I have a God that knows what you're feeling. I have a God that understands what you're feeling. He knows. And the most beautiful part to me is, not the most, but but the other part of it that's so beautiful to me, let me say that correctly, is the fact that he not only knows, but he doesn't forsake you in those times. He's right there beside you. He said in his word that it would not always be easy. He said in his word that you would have problems, but don't ever forget that he said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. He's always there. And so my God knows what you feel. If you're going through the most, the, the, the most difficult disappointment in your life right now, or the most difficult trial, or whatever the situation may be in your life right now, and you feel like that nobody could understand you, I totally agree with you. Even though I may have walked down the same road that you did. I've had numerous, numerous ladies come to me since I had to walk the road of breast cancer. I have had so many ladies come to me and I've had phone calls from different people and asking me, Sister Wright, what it, what was it like? What did you, what they, I mean, question after question. And this is what I say to them. Your situation may be different than mine. I can't sit across a table from somebody that's going through chemo treatments that's so sick they can't hold their head up, that's so weak they can't even hardly get around when God was so good to me that I didn't even know one day of sickness in four months of treatment. 
Not one. Not one time did I have, did I, did I get sick? Did I get weak? I never knew what that was like. Every situation is different. But I want to remind you today, we may have gone down the same road and yours may be different. I don't, I don't understand you, everything you're going through. But I've got a God. I've got to get it across to somebody in the few minutes I have left. God is there for you today. Don't, don't throw up your hands and give up. Don't throw up your hands and give up. If you've talked to person after person and they don't give you the answers and they don't understand you, I'm telling you today there is a God in this place that is that was here when you came in that door to meet you, to say to you today, I will not forsake you. I think probably if we had the time, we don't, but if we had the time, we could interview a few people in here today and I could ask them, have you ever been betrayed by someone? I would be shocked if I got very few no's. The majority would be yes. And it is very disappointing when you're betrayed by someone you're close to. Most of us have been there. That's very disappointing. You feel like you were lied to. You feel like it was just a, a, a front. None of it was real. And it makes it difficult in the flesh. I'm talking about the flesh for a few minutes. It makes it difficult in the flesh for you to trust somebody else. I don't want to be hurt again. None of us like hurt. I don't want to be hurt again. What if you turn out to be the same person they were? Or act like they act. Have you not had those thoughts? Sure you have. And so we don't want to trust them. But I want to say to you today, I'm talking about a God that is the same 24-7. You can trust him, and he never fails, and he never leaves you. He never leaves you. He is with you at all times. That's why I've never understood people that, that, that get embarrassed or feel ashamed or, or whatever when, when, when the preacher comes around. Why? He sees everything you do. You ever thought about that? You need to sometimes. Just sit for a few minutes. Think about God knows how many cups of coffee I drank this morning. You don't even know that. God knows. I didn't have any breakfast and I'm hungry right now. You didn't know that. You thought I got up and cooked biscuits and gravy. No, I'm not quite that good. I'm good at cooking business and gravy, not, not, on, not in an early morning setting. Whew. No. No. Maybe at noon. 
Maybe at noon, Isaac, but not early morning. You don't know all that. You don't know what I did yesterday. You don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow, but God does. And so I don't understand when people, when the, when the preacher comes along and he sees people doing things they shouldn't be doing and they get all embarrassed and, oh, but, but, but brother, right, I don't do that very often. In 40 something years of pastor, and I've never understood that one because you need to be more concerned that the fact that Jesus Christ knows what you're doing, not what the man of God does. But God knows everything. Why? Because he never leaves us nor forsakes us. He's there with you all the time. But let me remind you, he loves you when you're not doing good. He loves you when you failed. He loves you when you're not failing. It doesn't matter to God because he said, I am your friend. I will be with you forever. I will never leave you. Don't be afraid. Joshua 1 and 9 says, Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage? Be not afraid. Why are you afraid today? You shouldn't be afraid. Neither be thou dismayed. Now I'm coming back to that for just a second. Don't forget that, okay? Neither be thou dismayed. How often in the English vocabulary do you hear the word dismayed? I don't hear it a lot. I mean, maybe you do, but I don't hear that word a lot. Okay, so I'm coming back there. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. You know what? You can't get away from God. So, I'm giving you an opportunity today to stop trying. Give up and let Jesus take over. Woo! Give up somebody and let Jesus take over. My God, give up, give up, give up, give up. And let Jesus take over. And he'll make a way for you. Now if you got problems... That are too big for you to solve. You got valleys that you can't cross. If I sing too much, I'll, I won't have anything left. I was a worship leader for years. So if, you're, if you think I'm performing, I don't know how to perform. But I do know how to worship. <clears throat> because I don't use my voice a lot singing. When I sing, I lose it. Okay. So back to somebody's going to give up in just a few minutes. Okay. Go back to... Neither be thou dismayed. You ready? Because I don't hear that word a lot, I thought I knew what it meant, but I wanted to make sure, and I was quite impressed with the definition. It means a sudden or complete loss of courage. Somebody's walked into this place today. You have, you have had a loss of courage. You cannot continue on. In the steps that you are taking. 
But I'm reminding you again. I've said it numerous times. I will say it a few more before I'm finished. God has met you in this place today. Those were not your footprints you've been walking in. Because if you will look down today, they're bigger than your shoes. Mm. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. And another definition that I liked is an agitation of the mind. Some of you have come, not a good one. If you come, you, some of you have come in here today, your mind is just, it's a mess. You know what a mess is? I could describe a mess to you, but I'll be nice and not do that. Some of you may have weak stomachs. Do you know what a mess is? A mess can be a lot of things, but a mess is a mess is a mess. Just flat out. There's no other definition for it. A mess is a mess. And some of you, your mind is a big mess today because it's agitated because you have no peace and you don't feel like that you have it all together. I'm telling you today, you don't have it together. But the God that's been helping you take every step, every day of your life helps you today, is here today to help you. You've looked down and you've said, wow, I meant to bring a pair of Brother Wright's shoes and I just didn't have time when I walked out the door because he's got a lot bigger foot than I have. If, if I knew all of them had on clean socks, I might borrow one of them, but I'm not borrowing one of their shoes. But I meant to do that just as an illustration, very simple illustration. But if you ever looked down and you thought, hmm, Hmm. Hmm. Try it that way. Let me. That's not my footstep. That's not mine. That's not the same size as mine. That's bigger. So it can't be my footstep. How did I get where I'm at today? Because. Those were not your footprints. Yes, I am aware that you have heard it. One night, I dreamed I was walking along the beach with the Lord. Many scenes from my life flashed across the sky. In each scene, I noticed footprints in the sand. Sometimes there were two sets of footprints. Other time, there was only one. There are those that are sitting in this place today that there's only one set of footprints in your life. You think you have, still have yours, but you don't. This bothered me because I noticed that during the low periods of my life, when I was suffering from anguish, sorrow, or defeat, I could see only one set of footprints. So I said to the Lord, I know you've heard this poem. I know you've heard it. But you need to read it every day. So I said, I didn't write this. I don't think they really know the author, if I remember correctly. They still don't know the author it is. So I, this person said, so I said to the Lord. What have you said to him today? What did you pray last night in the dark hours 
right. This person said, you promised me, Lord, that if I followed you, you would walk with me always. But I've noticed that in the most trying periods of my life, there's only been one set of footprints in the sand. Why? Why, God? Why? When I needed you the most, have you not been there for me? You know the end, but I love it. The Lord's reply was, those times when you've only seen one set of footprints, my child, is when I was carrying you. There are a couple people you didn't even walk in this building today. Naturally, physically speaking, you did not walk in this building today. You weren't able to walk into this building today. You've got the weight of the world upon your shoulder. But my God loved you so much that he carried you in here. Those are not your footprints. And to you that were in the session with me Friday night, I close with this and ask your permission to use it again. Isaiah 41 and 13 says, For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. I just want to pause for a minute. Someone in this place, you really don't even understand how you've gotten here today. You don't know how you got here. You don't have a clue. It wasn't in your plan. You talked about it. No, you know, we all know we need to go to church. We all know we need to live for God. But somebody came, you've come to this place today, and this was not your plan. But God has ordained for you to be here to let you know that you have not been making it on your own. And the only reason you're here today is because of the goodness and the mercies of God and because you've been walking in his footsteps and he's been holding your hand. I don't think you could find a more loving God. And I just want to remind you that he's not going to let go of you today. You may walk out of here and decide that you're not ready to give up and let Jesus take over. But I'm reminding you today that God is leaving here with you. Because if he doesn't, you sure won't make it. The only reason you're here today is because of his goodness and grace and mercy and because you've been walking in his footsteps.
Friday night, our session was, in case some of you are not aware, Antioch has a 50 and older group. A few of us are in that group. And we walked in Friday night. And in the beginning of that session, I felt like the Lord wanted to do something, but I I wasn't sure. I hadn't heard directly from God. He didn't speak to me directly, but I just, I felt in my spirit that someone was very weary or troubled or going through. I just, I wasn't really sure. And so we just began worshiping the Lord. And then we sang a song. I don't remember what the first song was, but we sang a song. And the presence of God was just absolutely beautiful in there. Just beautiful. Because let me tell you what. You never get, you never get too old that you don't need to hold his hand. You never get too old that you don't need to stay in his footprints. Is anybody hearing me today? You never get too old that you don't need to hold his hand. You never get too old that you don't need to walk in his footprints. As long as I have been blessed and privileged to live for God. As long as I've been blessed and privileged to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I cannot let go of his hand. I cannot step out. Of the footprints that's on the ground for me. And step into mine. I cannot do that. For the day that I do that. There is destruction coming for me. There is disappointments and trouble coming for me. But as long. As long. As I hold his hand. As long as I walk in his footsteps. Hear me today from experience. I know everything is going to be all right. Troubles? Oh, yeah, I got troubles. Disappointments? I've had a lot of disappointments. Test? Woo, I've been a lot of, I've been through a lot of tests. Sickness? I know what sickness is. Near the door of death. Now I can add that one to my list. For as I said Friday night, I hope it never gets old to you, Antioch, because it will never get old to me. The day that I sat across the table from a doctor and they looked and said, Mrs. Wright, we'll do everything we can, but we're not sure. You understand that that day will never leave my mind. But then when I came through and the same doctor had to look at me and say, Mr. and Mrs. Wright, we are so happy to tell you today that we didn't believe the chemo would work. But all of the cancer is gone. I know. I've been at death's door now. I know there's a few things that you've been through. I don't have on my list today a sister, Luann Richards, that's lost children and a companion. I don't have that one. But some of us have got some things on our list. But one thing we know for sure, God has always been there for us. And so we know. 
We know, don't we, Sister Richards? We know we can't afford to let go of his hand. We know we can't afford to step out of his footprints. We can't. We can't. We can't. I use a simple illustration. It's been used so many times, but I can't think of a better one, so please let me use it. When a little child starts to learn to walk, if your parents, you remember the days when they first started walking, and they got to do it on their own. You're holding their hand. You want to help them so they don't fall, but they pull and they turn. And, and, and you know, you know what I'm talking about, okay? I'm, I'm running out of time, so I can't go into a lot of fun with that. But you know what I'm talking about because they want to do it on their own. And you're holding their hand and you, you're tr- You're dreading the moment when you let go of it because you know what's going to happen. We're going to get a boo-boo. They've got to have it their way. Finally, you let go of their hand and what happens? They fall. But when they fall, and they get up crying. Mommy and daddy don't say, I hope they don't. That's free. But I hope they don't say, I told you so. If you had listened to dad, you would not be doing this. I hope not. I hope that you do what Jesus does. You reach down and you pick them up. And you rub the boo-boo, even if you can't see it. You know your kids have had those kind? I have used more unnecessary band-aids with seven grandchildren. I should have bought stock. Especially when there are princes on there, or there's car, you know, mm-hmm. And when you and I were growing up, there was nothing but a plain old ugly band-aid. Ugly. Now, girl... You can get anything you want on it. And you can strut it around. People can see it. No, but seriously, a lot of mine was that. And they weren't hurt. They just wanted a Band-Aid. They wanted the princes on their head. They wanted the boy or girl. It didn't matter. But God doesn't do like we do. And hopefully we don't do that. But God doesn't do that. He picks you up, just like a mother and dad should. Puts you in his arms. And says, it's okay. It's going to be okay. But I just want you to let me hold your hand so you don't fall. Mommy or daddy wasn't trying to be mean, but I just don't want you to fall. I don't want you to have to go through getting boo-boos. I don't want you to have to go through all of this. And I know what, if you hold on to my hand, you won't be, you won't have to. God's saying to somebody here today, you don't have to fall. You don't have to go through what you're going through right now. I'm there to hold your hand and hold you up. And we were sitting in that place Friday night in our session. And when we got through, someone said, can we sing another song? I said, sure, we can sing another song. 
And this individual said, can we sing the song, Gentle Hands? I had not heard that song for so long that I'd almost forgotten it. I felt bad. Such a beautiful song. But we sat in that room and we said, Gentle hands, gentle hands, holding on to me, gentle hands. Though I walk through times of disappointment, I can't even remember all of it, that I know that God is always there. And the key word is with gentle hands. And I went home from there, and all weekend I began reminiscing in my life of all the times. I really can't explain it to you, but of all the times that I really felt like somebody was holding me. And if you've never experienced that today, in just a few minutes, we're going to give you the opportunity to experience that. But there were times that I really felt like somebody was holding me. There were times that I felt like somebody had my hand and wouldn't let it go. But it wasn't one of those deals of jerking or saying you've done something wrong or you've been a bad boy or you've been a bad girl. But it was such a loving feeling that was coming from that whatever I was experiencing. And I say to you today, Sister Bailey, you can come. I say to you today that there are gentle hands that have been holding on to you and brought you to this place today. God is here to touch someone's life. It is not always easy. I realize that. It is not always easy. It's not easy on the flesh to acknowledge. I really need you, Jesus. Because you don't want people to know that you're having troubles and tests. You know, don't worry about what people think. You may be going through the toughest time in your life right now. Don't worry about what people think. Well, they'll think I'm a bad person. Don't worry about it. God has offered you an opportunity today to come to him and let him carry you. I can offer you all the money in the world. I could offer you the most beautiful home in the world. Could offer you a paycheck the rest of your life and you never have to work. Now, flesh would like all that, but it would not even compete with the fact that the Savior that died on the cross is in this place today. And He's whispered in somebody's ear, He hasn't even been loud about it. He hasn't said it's the person sitting over there or it's the person over there wearing red or purple. He doesn't do like that. But he's whispered. He's sat down right beside you. And he whispered in your ear and he said, remember? Remember you said, I don't even know how I got here. You said, I looked down the other day and 
That wasn't my shoes. That wasn't my feet. My feet are smaller or my feet are larger, whatever. They could. But that wasn't mine. I love it. I love it when that four and a half year old comes in my house. And in a few minutes, he's walking around the house with his dad dad shoes on. Can't hardly keep them on because they're so big, but that's a big deal to him because that's his dad dad shoes. And you know what? It's okay that he wears them. Somebody in this place today step into the shoes of God today. Because he has come to this, you have come to this place where he's at. He didn't come here, he was already here. He's been waiting for you. I don't know who you are, but he was waiting for you. And he wants to put his arms around you today. And he wants to hold you up. Come on, let's begin to pray right now. Come on. I know this isn't always easy for people to do, and we may do it different in just a minute. But he wants to put his arms around you. He wants to hold your hand. Somebody, you're feeling right now a presence on you, or you're feeling like a warmth on you. That's not, that's not man. Man can't do that. It's a loving God that's in this place that's reaching out to you. Maybe you're in the position that you've said to God recently, but I'm a big boy now, God. I'm a big girl. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Maybe you've said to God recently, but I got it together. I'm a big boy now. I'm a big girl now. And you made a mess. But I got a God. Hear me. Hear me. Hear me. I got a God in here that's saying to you today, bring it to me. Bring it to me. I don't care how big it is. I don't care how big the mess is. But I just want to love you. I just want to put my arms around you. I just want to take your hand. I want to give you my shoes today. You've had them, but you had not been wearing them. So here, put your foot back in again today. Come on, somebody touch God right now. If you know somebody in this place and they're a little too shy or you know it's very difficult for them and you feel led to pray for them you are welcome to move around the auditorium and begin to pray the holy ghost is in this place today come on the holy ghost is in this place you young people that are sitting here today let me say something to you and i'm not being unkind this message may not mean anything to you today but i got news for you there will come a day that you're gonna look down 